an emphasis on estate planning, estate administration, elder law, and real property matters. RourkeLaw.com Welcome to the local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dolt. We've got a program going to be focusing on arts, culture, and identity. Coming up in the second half of the program, Patricio Rabio checks in with musician Stephen Clare, who will be performing in the area next weekend. But first up in the first half of the program, Hurleyville Performing Arts Center, who's hosting the third annual Indigenous Women's Voices Summit. Summit celebrates and ignites creative change through films, conservation, art, and celebration of indigenous women. This year's summit focuses on the films, warrior women, and powerlands. Radio Catskills' Patricio Rabio had a chance to speak to Aaron Dudley, executive director for the Hurleyville Performing Arts Center, on the special event that's happening next Friday and Saturday, October 7th and 8th at HPAC. First of all, I want to acknowledge that uh, HPAC and WJFS sits on Lenang Lenape land, and I want to acknowledge the continuing relationship that the Lenang Lenape have with this land and their territory. Art Center um, initially, uh, we we opened with Indigenous Women's Voices Summit in 2020, and how it came about was our founder Janet Karras has done a lot of work in the past with the Wildlife Conservation Society and the Rocky Mountain Project. And there was a woman there leading, a, a Dene woman leading Rocky Mountain Program. She's regional director of the Rocky Mountain Program, Christina Momoroni. And we collaborated with the Wildlife Conservation Society and the Rocky Mountain Pro- Program and Christina Momoroni to highlight the voices or hand the mic to um, Indigenous women artists. We put together a steering committee of Indigenous women. They took the helm, steered us in the right direction for for the summit. And the, the first two years, we gathered some incredible artists. Erin Lee Antonak was one of them, and Thrive Park, uh, who has exhibited throughout the county over the last couple of years, um, and some incredible uh, scholars, educators, musicians. And uh, our cinema was closed at that time because of the pandemic. So we were unable to focus on film. We we attempted a, an online film festival, but we're really excited that this year we get to focus on film in our cinema on the big screen with some um, really incredible, powerful women artists. And we'll also have uh, a gallery exhibition. The Indigenous Women's Summit is happening October 7th and October 8th at the Hurleville Performing Arts Center. We've gone through a pandemic. HPAC is now starting to show movies again. How is it, Erin, to sort of be back to semi-normal things, people coming back to the movies, seeing performances again in person and interacting and discussing art? Uh, what does that feel like? Oh, it's extraordinary. Uh, you know, we... We did less virtual last year and more outdoor performances, but, you know, everyone's cautious and and folks are still being cautious, but the audiences have been fantastic. It's 
felt, I, I can't quite, I don't think any of us can quite grasp or process what this separation has done to our psyches. And to be together again and just have some organic interactions and conversations with a focal point of art um, has been just wonderful. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. um, it's been fantastic. And, you know, I, as I've been researching the artists surrounding the summit, one thing that I've heard, um, Ivy Camille Manibis So, who's the, uh, director of one of the films we're showing Powerland is that, you know, the, the, she says that the first thing that, that was done to the children and the women on the lands where she grew up in, uh, Black Mesa in, in Arizona was this, you know, this isolation and separation of people. It, it removes the ability for organic storytelling and the passing along of knowledge, whether that knowledge be about the destruction, um, or the beauty and of the power of the land and what that means. And so this coming out of COVID, I think it's just a, I know the pandemic isn't over, but I, I do think that it is an extraordinary opportunity to reignite um, these conversations and to um, decolonize, uh, decolonialize, or re-indigenize, as Ivy Camille uh, says, is is to learn. That That's our job, <laughs> is to um, listen and learn. And that's what we want to do in the summit, create a framework where we can come together and listen to what the really powerful women have to say through their art. Hurleyville has really become like a cultural and art hub for Fallsburg and for this side of the county. With the Performing Arts Center there, and now you have these restaurants around you and the gallery across the street and with the Sullivan County Museum and these other new shops that are popping up, really has become sort of a destination for the arts and culture in the area. Um, and, you know, that seems like like HPAC is really at the, the forefront and the center of that all. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts about sort of, uh, you know, Hurleyville becoming that cultural hub for this side of the county, for the southern, southern east side of the county? Thank you. I, I really, you know, I live in Hurleyville, work in Hurleyville, and um, it's it's wonderful to have this little art oasis. And it also has, you know, Hurleyville now has um, multiple eateries. So we have uh, three restaurants and La Solomina and the general store and the real trails and art gallery. And, you know, it's just a lovely, um, lovely hamlet. And I feel really grateful to be able to live and work here. And, you know, by the way, Delaware Valley Arts Alliance and Humanities New York contributed to the support for this program. So the collaboration across the county and through the state um, is, uh, you know, we're really grateful for that and for the recognition of what we're doing here. And, and to be able to, you know, to, to turn back to the artists, to have uh, Madonna. Thunderhawk was one of the um, founders of AIM. She was one of the first women uh, in the um, 
American Indian Movement and founder of the uh, Women Warrior Project, uh, Warrior Women Project. And I think a lot of people know about the Black Power Movement, but they don't know about the Red Power Movement. And to have an iconic matriarch like Madonna Thunderhawk, um, she, she'll be appearing virtually, but will be um, able to, our audiences will have an opportunity for a Q&A with her and her daughter, Marcella Gilbert. And then Agustasne is not, the Agustasne uh, women singers will be coming down, driving down from Agustasne. And we have Gawaniosa Jocks from Agustasne coming to moderate the conversation. So again and again, we have an Alcina Latoka who's presenting a 30-foot earth painting in our gallery. I, I'm just continuously stunned that we have the opportunity in a small hamlet like this to, to present and host such incredible uh, artists. And it is often surprising for, for audience members when they come, uh, you know, that that in our small town, we have, you know, the, the across the Hurleyville's website, it's a small town, big ideas. And that's super true. It's really true. I mean, if you just look right here in our backyard, we have so just such a wealth of, there's so many incredible artists and so much to learn. You're having the Indigenous Women's Voices Summit that's happening October 7th and 8th at HPAC. Aaron, as you as a director for the Hullerville Performing Arts Center, what does it mean to you to have a summit like this in Hurleyville and at your facility? Well, you know, I—I I, that's a lovely question. I haven't really thought about that. I mean, I feel like this summit is the art center has the opportunity to advocate for advocates and artists that I appreciate that role. I, I feel humbled and grateful to be in the same room with these, with these uh, astounding, astounding women. I mean, Ivy many, Ivy Camille many So she made her first film when she was 12 years old. She started Powerlands when she was 18 and she's in her late twenties now. And this is a woman that's standing up to BHP and Peabody and Glencore. I mean, Peabody strip mines her home. And, you know, rather than sheathing, you know, she's seeing her community without running water and, and electricity. And it, I, I can't, I, I, I'm just in awe of that kind of action and power. And her film is filled with celebration and music, and it's just a beautiful film as well. So I, uh, I'm just really grateful to be in the room, and I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn because every time I'm, uh, every time we, as a team, it takes so much work to present these kinds of things. Um, so every time the team present a new program, we have the opportunity to further our knowledge and our ability to advocate for Earth advocates and people advocates and um, artists. And that's that's really what it's about. The, the initial mission of the program brought to us by Janet Harris, our founder, was to create a space for Indigenous people to come together and share ideas. 
And I listened to an interview with Ivy Camille Minigito this morning, and she said that the reason she made the film was to let other Indigenous people know that they're not alone. Warrior Women, uh, if you go to the Warrior Women website, warriorwomenfilm.com, one of the first lines about the women is Indigenous matriarchs are on the move. We're collaborative matriarchs. And the mission was to bring these women together. And and we have the opportunity to uh, be in the same same room with these women, these powerful women, and feel that power and listen to the calls to action and witness their art. I'm very grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. The Indigenous Women's Voices Summit is happening on October 7th and October 8th at HPAC. Erin, before we go, is there anything else I have not touched on that you want our listeners to know about? Yeah, um, just that the bulk of the summit takes place on Saturday, October 8th. Uh, we're screening the film Warrior Women on Friday, October 7th at 7.30, should anyone not be able to come on Saturday. But I really encourage everyone to come on Saturday and stay for the day. We're starting it later in the day. Each film is only about an hour long. Uh, 3.30 to 5.30, we'll screen Warrior Women. This film was made in 2018. Iconic Madonna Thunderhawk will be speaking afterwards. And then following Warrior Women, we show Powerland. The Awasasne Women Singers will be singing for you. And then we have the opportunity to go up to Tango Cafe and hang out and get to know each other and share a bite. So Saturday, October 8th from 3.30 until um, 7.30. And then if you choose to stay after that, do Athena Latoka's work, 30-foot um, earth painting will be in our gallery, Gallery 222. And I cannot stress enough how beautiful and powerful these films are and just how um extraordinary um, an opportunity this is and i appreciate you allowing me to share this with everyone in philadelphia i i we should say our website hurleyvilleartcenter.org you can get more information about the summit indigenous women's voices summit is happening october 7th and october 8th for more information visit harleyvilleartcenter.org we were talking to Aaron Dudley, Executive Director for the Hartsville Performing Arts Center. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on the local edition. We hope to have you on again soon. Thank you so much, Patricio. Really appreciate you. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Rabayo. Well, thank you, Patricio, and thank you, Aaron. And thank you for listening. The program's only half over. This is a local edition. We're going to take a quick break when we return. Our arts and cultural conversations continue with musician Stephen Clare. Radio Catskills Music Sale is a Saturday after Thanksgiving. We have lots of records, CDs, and audio equipment, but what we really need now are just a few more valuable, rare, or collectible items for the sale. Are you a record collector willing to donate a few choice discs? Do you have any vintage working hi-fi stereo components to spare? Let us know. Email manager at wjffradio.org to donate your high-value items for the music sale. That's manager at wjffradio.org. Thank you. I'm Cassie of Rare Pair Radio. It's a weekly showcase of primarily female artists, but also a wide range of avant-garde musicians. The fruit of post-punk, experimental, and fringe music. Your eyes are set on stone. I love to see you shine, cause you really blow my mind. Rare Pair Radio, 
Friday at 8 p.m. Welcome back to the local edition. I'm Jason Dole. Musician Stephen Clare has been everywhere, and he's out now supporting his new album. It's called To the Trees. And uh, next weekend, October 8th, will be at the Western Hotel and then uh, at the Arnold House on Sunday, October 9th. Stephen Clare music has been described as where the wild things are meets the kinks. And Radio Catskills' Patricio Rabio was able to catch up with Stephen earlier, asking him about his album and whether it was difficult to record during the pandemic. You don't have to call me God knows what that phone is for If you think you want me You might need to think some more I was writing, 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 writing throughout the pandemic. That was kind of my response to it. It's like, okay, if I'm going to be stuck, you know, in here, um, wherever, um, at home or in my office, I'm just going to like drill down and like put my nose to the grindstone and, and write songs all the time. And I, I, I also teach songwriting. So like writing songs is like what it's all about for me. Um, and I love it. And, uh, I do find that it's like a, it's like a practice, you know, um, like any kind of practice. And so like you can, it's like developing a muscle. So like that, that the pandemic turned into like an opportunity for me, you know, just, uh, uh, kind of making a really strict habit of working on songs like every morning, you know? Um, so I wrote a lot, um, and, you know, being the parent of, teenagers watching what those my two kids were like what their lives were like during that time observing them and trying to imagine like my life when i was their age how how the contrasts you know um i ended up writing a lot about or not specifically or directly but what the songs that were writing were really impacted by like imagining their lives like through that through that lens of like you know being a 16 year old and just like in your room all day every day and like all of your social life is through your computer or whatever um so i was writing these songs that were about like that rite of passage and watching my kids get older and like you know prepare to move on or whatever um but also uh with this little kink in the works you know that was like messing with things so that ends up all kind of being in the songs to a certain degree. And, and, you know, to the trees is about this sort of rite of passage and kind of letting go and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Your, your child's growing, they're experiencing new things and you're watching it now as a parent and knowing, you know, you have your memories of, as when that you, your child's age and obviously they were different. It was the opposite. Like I was never in the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there they were. If but it's amazing how, you know, they've bounced, how resilient, you know, how resilient they are. So anyway, a lot of a lot of the songs that, that made it onto this record, and the thing that makes this record kind of conceptually a piece is is that, is this sort of like obser- observation, making observations and kind of celebrating change, you know, change, the change that comes about for both parents and kids as kids get older and move on. Um, 
a common lens for me is like writing from the curbside or writing from like, you know, a domestic kind of interior situation looking out at the world. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a special album to me, you know. There's there are like kind of like literary metaphors, like the song, the title track to the trees, you know, is about a kid who like gets up from the dinner table one day and goes outside and climbs a tree and decides to live out their days in the trees. And the name of the album, "To the Trees," where does that name come from? Yeah, well, I mean, it's we're surrounded by trees living up here. <laughs> you know? um, there's that, um, and but there's also. Uh, a lot of my favorite sort of like literary touchstones um, make it into my songwriting. So that's definitely an idea that comes from a novel called The Baron in the Trees by Italo Calvino, which deals with that same subject in a very similar metaphorical way. And I often look to kind of like celebrating books or works of literature that I love. I often look to like celebrating those in my own way or nodding to them or, you know, different writers um, just because I am and always have been a writer and a reader. You know. Let's talk about the process. You're at home, you're writing these songs during the pandemic and they're now finished. Are, where are you recording your songs? Are you doing it at a continuing at home and doing it at a home studio or did you go to a sort of a commercial space to uh, record these new songs that you uh, created? No, I did it in a real studio with this is amazing group of guys uh, who play under the name The Restless Age. Um, and they kind of work together in this recording studio. They're a lot like a Hudson Valley kind of wrecking crew or something in that they work in this studio and they go out and like as they get hired as a backing band for various folks. Um, they've got a, an amazing track record for being as young as they are. And they're super savvy and super skilled musicians and they sing beautifully. Um, and they were a great fit and a great match for what I had in mind for this record. They really got it and knew what to do. Um, in terms of recording during the pandemic, we were recording during the summer months. So we were kind of inside and outside at the same time. It made it really easy. It was really seamless recording with these guys. They're stellar. And the recording studio is called The Building, and it's in Marlboro, New York. When you get to the studio, are you going there with completed songs, thought, or are you using the, the studio sort of as an additional instrument and sort of rediscovering the songs there? The songs are... The songs are finished and um it's just a matter of like they they very quickly knew what to do <laughs> it was kind of magical you know um how 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 efficient and spot on their ideas were do you feel that your songs sort of took on a new life once you got into the studio and the uh or the casco wrecking crew was there and gave life to your songs for sure yeah 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 it just kind of blossomed you're playing the Western Hotel on October 8th and the Arnold House on Sunday, October 9th. How does it feel to be out there again, performing? We've just gone through a pandemic. We're still in a semi-pandemic, but things are coming up again. People are out mixing and mingling, and musicians like you are performing and, and performing live music. It is the greatest. It is the greatest. And it's funny, it's like a, you say on tour, like I kind of say that in quotes because... For years and years, I did travel around the country, you know, playing and touring, often as a solo guy or sometimes with pickup bands. But I've really decided to kind of like focus all my efforts on just playing 
because I love the people that I play with on a regular basis, because I've got a regular group of people who um, I've made other records with prior to this and who are, you know, kind of like my go-to people when I play shows. Um, I've really tried to concentrate all of the gigging to like, I don't know, within a radius of like three or four hours of where we are in, you know, in the Beacon Newburgh area. And it's amazing how many places you can play, you know, around upstate New York, you know, and that's, that's been really nice. That's been really, really nice. Um, we're playing all the time, it seems. And, uh, I enjoy it all the more because like I say, I'm getting to like, just bring this regular posse of players with me and have a regular band wherever I go. You talk about, you know, the abundance of venues that there are available for you to play. And it seems like to me there is, and I've heard it also said it here on this station, I think it was a Kathy Gary show about a sort of a Catskill music scene, that there is a growing Catskill music scene. Do you feel that uh, there is one? It feels that way. And it feels like there are more established, more established younger. There's always been established older artists who move up to the Hudson Valley, but it seems like there are more and more younger artists who uh, have careers well beyond the borders of the Catskills who are moving up here. And I feel like that kind of energy investment too helps. But clearly, I mean, I, I can't believe like a couple of maybe three, four years ago, we started playing at like one or two places out in Sullivan County. And now I feel like there are like 10 different places where we play. It's fantastic, you know, to hop in the car for an hour and, be somewhere else it's almost like the heydays of southern county with the hotels where you know, performers will go to hotel hotel and play a couple of gigs a couple in one night uh you could essentially do that here now in southern county right right yeah. yeah yeah and like like the weekend that we're talking about coming up where we're playing the western in calicoon one night and the following night playing the arnold house in livingston manor have you played at these locations before the, the western or the arnold house no no. no, there's another property that the Arnold House people own, another inn that we played at. I've played, you know, we've played in Calicoon at Rafters Tavern in the past. We've played in Narrowsburg before. We played the Logging Days Festival last year. We're playing that again this year. So. Yeah, it's a really great, like, unique event to have these, you know, lumberjacks there and do all these lumberjacking events. And yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Have you been yeah. To that? yeah, yeah, I have. I was there, I think it was the first year that it they happened. Um and you know it was great to have the ven- vendors there all in a circle and have all these events there like you not what normally see here in Sullivan County. So if people want to get more information on Stephen Clare, where can they go? The best starting point is my website, which is stephenclare.com. Stephen with a P H C L A I R dot com. Stephen, before we go, is there anything else I have not touched on that you want our listeners to know about? Come out and see us play. <laughs> that's 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 the fun. That's where the fun is. It's really great to be playing a lot again, and people are really, really responding to it and happy to be out again. Yes, especially after these past two years with the pandemic, you know, things like things are sort of getting back to semi-normal, and uh, you know, people are experiencing live music again. We were talking to Stephen Clare, musician. He has a show happening at the Western Hotel on October eighth at the Arnold House on Sunday, October 9th. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us on The Local Edition. Let us know about your music, the process, and your upcoming shows right here in our listening area. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Rabayo.
It's about time you let your guard down. It's about time you get up again. It's about time you say it out loud. It's about time you let me in. It sounds all right to everyone you say it out loud. Going out on new music from Stephen Clare from his album To the Trees. Thank you so much to Stephen for talking to Patricio. Thank you for listening to the local edition. We'll be back tomorrow evening to do it again. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Music Emporium of Mr. Kusar Grace right here on Radio Catskill. You managed to keep your head and your eyes on the prize. Set yourself free without tearing up Support comes from Tavern on Main Bar and Restaurant in Jeffersonville. Comforting American fare in a cozy neighborhood atmosphere. Menus and takeout orders available online. TavernOnMainNY.com From the Narrowsburg Union, featuring information about regional attractions and activities, along with products by the region's artists, artisans, makers, and craftsmen at Catskills Curated. NarrowsburgUnion.com this is WJFF Jeffersonville and W233AH Monticello. Radio Catskill, your community radio station. WJFFradio.org.